Welcome to the dirt. Today we've got a, a, a heated episode going on with uh, USAC. Uh, NBA Action actually just brought out today that um, this whole debate going on with Jeremiah Bishop not being able to make the uh, the world team or not being able to get on it. And so I had a few riders contact me and I had a, a bunch of people on Facebook mentioning things. So I decided to put on a show. So to, right now I've got Mitch Hoke, uh, one of my teammates, and also Colin Karras, my other teammate, uh, the Kennefelt mountain bike team on board uh, to talk. So, so what's um, guys? This is pretty heated. Uh, I've heard a lot of different opinions from both sides. Some people are saying, uh, you know, the whole USAC, the way they do this, might not be the right way. And then I've got guys like riders like yourself and some other riders uh, who have gone through this before, saying, you know, this is the way it's done and this is the way it should be done, and you know, it's a good process and it's um, you know, it's it's just the way it is. And Jeremiah, for example, I was I heard that he, you know, didn't go on the team because he didn't petition. So I, I don't know what's the, what's the deal, Mitch. Why don't we go to you first? Yeah. So um, yeah, the USA cycling procedure is pretty straightforward, and it's um, you know, it's posted for a long time. If uh, you know, if you're a rider and you're at the level where you should be competing at Worlds, it's it's uh, pretty obvious um, what you need to do. Um, you go online and you. Uh, you petition to go and it takes about two minutes and it sends an email to the national team director and he knows that you're interested and you go from there. Um, I petitioned to go to Worlds this year and then later decided based on um, my fitness level and how I was feeling and what I was going to do for cyclocross the rest of the season that I wasn't going to go. So I told that to uh, the national team coach um, last week. And he said that I would have been on the team, but, um, but yeah, I told him I didn't want to go. So I was not selected based on that. Um, I know from, you know, talking to Jeremiah last weekend in Vermont and uh, uh, at that race that he didn't want to go. And, you know, he hasn't gone to any World Cups this year. So I, I think that shows that he's not super interested in and racing internationally this year. Um, you know, he was obviously racing super well at the pro XCT and is one of uh, the U S top riders, but he didn't want to race, uh, the world championships. So I, I, I'm having a tough time understanding why people are so upset about him not being named to the team that he didn't really want to be a part of. You know, I, I and I think you're, you know, that's definitely a good point, Mitch. And I, I think what a lot of people are, uh, I think they're a little frustrated first of all with USAC to start off with, based off of what's been going on. That's my general impression based off of what I've been reading on um, on Facebook. But it's – and you keep in mind that, you know, 99% of the riders out there aren't in the same position that you're, yourself and Colin are. And this is part of the reason why I put on the show is to get your guys' opinion out there and to let people know what the process is because it's not um, something that I think a lot of people don't realize because they've never been through it, including myself. I don't know the general process behind it. And it's being clarified slowly. Uh, you know, one thing that's – Someone actually pointed out on Facebook, though, um, was that, if I can find it, uh, he's just commenting how they're, I think their general idea is that they, they feel like USAC isn't, you know, there might be a better way of doing this. Uh, one of them even mentioned that, you know, if, if you're, you know, at, at the level that, um, that JB's at, you should, you know, should get a call from USAC and they should be ecstatic to get you out there rather than you have to sign a position or not sign a position, go through the whole process uh, of, of filling out this form. Is that, um, you know, what's your guys' take on that? Is it, you, once again, I'm not, 
I, I want, I'm holding a neutral position here. I'm looking to get feedback from you guys who have has had this experience to know, you know, what's the best way of doing this and what's the way they do it and why is it being so, you know, blown up, blown up right now. So either one of you guys pick up from that. Um, I, I, I'm kind of with Mitch. I'm just totally taken aback by how controversial this has been and really don't understand why the criteria is pretty plain and simple and Jeremiah Bishop's one of the most um, experienced American writers and I don't think anybody understands the world selection criteria better than him probably. So the the fact that this is somehow a surprise uh, to them is I think I think it's kind of a, a contrived way for them to to attack USAC. Um I think I think part of the reason you know people are a little I feel like USAC hasn't done a good job in terms of um, I guess their their uh, their PR their their uh, their their customer relations uh, you know it's hard for I haven't heard from them since you know, I haven't seen a post since Scott Tater announced uh, the US Cup wasn't going to be part of uh, USA sanctioning and it's been you know, almost three weeks now uh, and then you know you rarely see posts online so it's hard it's hard for guys who don't see all that or don't get the direct responses to know what's going on. And, and they need more people like yourself to you know, speak up and talk about the whole yeah. whole plan. Because it's hard without yeah, transparency. Think, that's part of the problem is transparency. They need to be outspoken about what's going on or up front. I, I mean, say, uh, outspoken. the world selection criteria couldn't be more transparent. You go to the team selection page on USACycling.org and um, you can see it all right there. I think, most of us have the national team coaches number on our cell phones and um you know we see them and chat with them at, at events there's no yeah the, uh, the initial breaking story was that us is like going passed over jeremiah bishop and then that was clarified because jeremiah never submitted a petition and so now the the anti-usfc argument is that we well, us is like going should have done more to court jb and it's sort of like the question is whether the onus should be on Jeremiah to approach U.S. Cycling or U.S. is predicting to promote to well, go to Jeremiah. Um, well, do and you that, feel I like, think, is a pretty small point. Do you feel like this is the – I feel like this is a, ultimately this is this whole discussion being brought up in the first place because of uh, people's – the customers – Customers, meaning the riders who have to who pay for the USAC memberships, et cetera, uh, are, are frustrated with the whole process going on and everything going on. What do you, you know, moving more towards that? What did you guys take on this whole, you know, uh, you know Scott Tadro announced that he's going out of USA uh, USA sanctioned events, USAC sanctioned events, starting 2014. Um, you know, what's ultimately, you know, this is going to hurt the the um, participation, especially in, in a lot of the UCI races. What do you what do you guys feel about this? What are we gonna you know, what's two thousand fourteen looking like right now? Is it do you think that USAC can make changes or do you feel like they need to? Is it um you know what's Well I think some there are definitely some changes. Um you know, talking to some people who are on the mountain bike planning committee, um, you know, that aren't USA cycling employees, they volunteer because they believe that USA cycling is an integral part Part to mountain biking in the U.S., so they want to volunteer their time um, by, you know, helping planning. And they're not employees; they don't get paid by them. So these people, um, from from talking to a lot of these guys, it sounds like we're going to see a much smaller Pro XCT this this next 
um, upcoming year, which uh, a lot of riders have asked for. And um, from some of my conversations with uh, people who work at USA Cycling, um, it sounds like they have a plan to deal with the the UCI forbidden race rule. Um, And it hasn't come come out what they're going to do yet. I don't know what this is. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, we're in a year where the UCI is electing a new president. So USA Cycling can't go out and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Um, and because, oh, we're going to support this candidate or this candidate. Because there's a lot of politics that are beyond the scope of what I understand going on and, and beyond the scope of what most people understand in cycling. That, and USA Cycling is forced to kind of play this political game and they have to play, they have to exist between, you know, their, their constituents, uh, i.e. you and me and everybody else who has a USA cycling license and the UCI. And so I think there's going to be a lot of changes that we're going to, we're going to see for next year. Um, one will definitely be a smaller pro XCT, like a lot of athletes have asked for. And I hope that they have a good solution to that will allow uh, racers like us who hold UCI international licenses to still be able to race unsanctioned races. I don't think USA Cycling wants to prevent me for their own benefit from racing an unsanctioned race, but they are forced to because of this UCI rule. Um, and to that extent, I reject uh, the the statement that Scott Tadro made um, that USA Cycling uh, asked the UCI to be able to enforce this rule. I I don't know where he got that information. Maybe there's some large misunderstanding uh, between him and someone at the UCI, uh, but I do not believe that to be the case at all. I mean, USA Cycling isn't stupid. So you feel you know, like... They may, they, they may not be the best federation out there. They may not be doing the best job, but they're not stupid. They know that, you know not letting riders do unsanctioned races is not good for them. Like it's obvious that that's not good for them. Well, what? You no, know, they're not stupid. Like they're not going to keep doing that unless they had to because of the UCI. Well, you know, you know, going to, you're talking a little bit more about Scott Tatero mentioned a few weeks back on the show. Uh, he mentioned that that was one of the things he said, you know, the UC, he, he, he heard, or he got an email that UCI, instead of what originally USAC said was that USA, USAC was forced by the UCI to put on the rule. He was he was told or had information that it was the USAC that informed the UCI to tell them back that they needed to enforce it. Uh, but you know, moving on, you know, moving to a different subject that I wanted to ask is something else. Scott mentioned was you know we had uh, we had the show on about three months ago when this when this rule first came out, and I guess something that I wanted to find out more and maybe you guys have more insight on, is they originally said that they are going to form a committee so that we would avoid exactly the conversation we're having right now in terms of what's the best way to, to do things. Because that's ultimately why, you know, why I put this show on a few months back, was to figure out what do we need to do and why is this, you know, why is this such an issue and why aren't promoters using USAC, um, you know, why aren't they sanctioned with USAC, uh, et cetera. So what is, you know, why didn't they form that committee? That just sounds like to me, like, a, you know, not a smart move on their part. They said they were going to do something, and they didn't fall through with it, which is, you know, is that something that, do you guys have any information on that? Is that, you know, why they not form that committee that they're supposed to, or did they form the committee and just decided that it was, and they're working on it? I, I don't know. What's the what's the latest on that? I, I don't, I know nothing about this committee except for what, um, you know, Scott Tadra said that 
he was invited to be a part of it, and then they stopped. Uh, they stopped pursuing the committee. Um, I don't really know. I would love to hear the answer. I know, um, you know, probably some people from USA Cycling are going to be listening to this. Uh-huh. Uh, I know the people at USA Cycling have my email. Um, please feel free to email me, and because I would love to hear that. I, I think uh, I think that's a really great. That's a really great criticism of USA Cycling. You guys, USA Cycling said we're going to do this, uh, and then we're not doing it. I would love to hear. I'm sure, you know, maybe there's a good reason for that. Uh, I don't know what that reason is, and I would love to know, and I think that's a great question that USA Cycling should answer um, for, you know, for people who love mountain bike racing. Yeah, and and that's part of the reason I brought it up was that, you know, I feel like, yeah, as I mentioned, this is part of the show. This is the reason why I put on the show to start off with three months ago. Is I want to see, we all want to see everyone talking right now. You, Colin, and myself all want to see this, you know, mountain biking grow and get better and, and improve. And if we don't have a committee of some sort like that, or they, or a governing body tells us that something's going to happen with a committee, and then they don't fall through with it, you get a lot of people wondering why they didn't fall through with it, and 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 then reading between the lines a lot of times and saying, yeah. well, this might be. I mean, why I, I would why. guess that the committee not going forward possibly had something to do with the UCI deciding mm-hmm. that they weren't going to enforce the rule, uh, the forbidden races rule. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know that to be a fact, but that that's my that's what I suspect. Okay, we've got a. Let me bring on a caller. I'm not sure who this is, but hold on one second. Caller, you're on. You're on uh, Mountain Bike Radio. Um, how you doing? Can you hear us? Hello. Well, maybe we don't yep. have a caller. Yeah, you there? Yep. I am yes. here. Okay. Go, who who's is this? And in, in... is this Drew? Yes, it is. Who's this? Hey, Drew. This is Jason Renault out here in SoCal. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Another day in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. So talk talk to me. What what do you what's your thoughts on this whole whole thing that's going on? Well, you know what? Like I I always tell people, it's 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 just systemic to a bigger problem that that we're having. You know, it, it, everything links into each other, and there just needs to be some changes, whether it's governing body or what have you. You know, it's it's a tough spot we're in because we have 2014 coming up with no idea how any of this is going to work. We just got all of USA Cycling events pretty much taken out from us on the western side, and we're not sure where to go for junior development, where to go for UCI points, where to send any of our pros and our athletes. In So it could almost be, you know, almost a mute point as far as, you know, the new rulings and all that stuff goes because we don't have anything out here on the west coast, and they got to travel, and some of these guys have no money. Hey, Jason, what do you, what do, you do um, with, with mountain biking down there? I am the uh, the promoter for the 12 Hours of Temecula series and all the SoCal Endurance. Okay. And, cool. Yeah, and then I run a I run a the, the Ellsworth factory team for cross country and enduro. Okay. Yeah, that's that's me. So what's I what's your you, take? You raise a great point. I think all of us are asking what what happens without USA Cycling. Um, and, and you know, and this is uh, you know, this touches up on everything. I mean, we're talking, you know, guys like myself, even you guys, uh, you know, on, you know, how are we supposed to schedule? This is the time of the year when we're, you know, looking into, you know, solidifying teams for next year. What team we're going to be on? Um, you know, how are we supposed to submit what what races we're doing if we don't know what's going on next year? Uh, how's the team supposed to decide what they're how they're supposed to approach their sponsors and say, okay, here's the races we're planning on doing. Here's what we're looking to do. 
uh, you know, this is what's going on without actually uh, knowing all this stuff. And then, you know, Jason, obviously, you brought up a huge point with all your younger guys, especially on the West Coast. Now there's no USAC events, so how are they going to qualify for their for the, what they're looking to do, which is hopefully eventually get to, you know, where Mitch and Colin are fighting for, um, you know, spot in the world's team uh, and, and possibly Olympics, that sort of thing. So it's it's a tough issue, and that's, um, yeah, I think that's why everyone's pretty flustered over this, and it's something that we need to talk more and have healthy discussions like this more often to to come to a conclusion, and hopefully USA Cycling you know, comes through with something, and that's why I brought up that committee is, you know, what's going on with the committee? Is this are they forming something? They've got to, you know, they should, if, if I were at USA Cycling, I'd be working my butt off right now to get this figured out. But if they don't, it's going to ultimately hurt cycling, especially mountain biking in 2014, which I really hope isn't what their goal. I don't think it's their goal, but I hope that they well, move let me in the ask, right way. Let me ask you guys this. It's, you know, the the the, the underlying thing here is we, we all love American cycling and mountain biking, and we want to see our people on the top podium. We want to see our young people developing. We want to see collegiate. We want to see pros. We want to see all of that stuff. So, and I put something out earlier this morning on Facebook is, you know, how do we become part of the solution versus not knowing what to do, you know, not not being a part of the chaos, and especially, you know, high visible people in, in just our sport, you know what I mean, the pros, the directors, the promoters, you know where 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 is the next step? And we we kind of had these conversations a few months back. We even met at Sea Otter, and you know, continuing talks after that. And really, you know, we we just kind of been lying, seeing what's going to happen for next year. Yeah, and I, um, and I I'd like to well, comment on that. Go ahead. I think actually one of the things I've been really optimistic about is the development of cycling um, and young cyclists we have coming through the ranks and. I think there's been a lot of, you know, debate about the elite team going to Worlds, but we're sending what I think is one of the strongest U23 programs um, that the U.S. has ever sent to a World Championships. And I think that has a lot to do with USA Cycling moving in the right steps for development and getting juniors over to Europe and racing in these extremely difficult races at a young age. I think that's what it takes to develop that next generation and um that's actually something that I think is very positive going on right now. I agree with yeah, that. I would I mean, if to... you look at, yeah, if you look at who we got going, those top guys. But you know what? I'll tell you this to add to that is if we didn't have the up-and-coming NECA League, the high school mountain biking, which is not a, a USA Cycling government or sanctioned um, you know, series, some of those mm-hmm. guys, I know that we brought them up personally, you know, would have maybe have slipped through the cracks or not even have been there. In. Sure. I mean, I think the NECA League has done done incredible things for development cycling, and um, you know, it's my hope that, that that's how people can get into the sport, and then USA Cycling can help take them well, to the next level, this. and then when they get to a certain point where they're you know marketable hey. to the industry, then the industry can pick them up and support them right. when they're. Hey elite. guys, let me let me cut in real fast. We got another caller too. I'm going to bring him on. It might be Stephen Edinger, maybe. Uh, caller, you're on. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Is that Hello. Who, is it Steven? Drew. Yeah. Hey. Hey, you're on. Drew? You're on live. Can you hear me? We're, we're, yeah, I can hear you. You're talking. You're good. You're on live. Awesome. How's it going, Steven? Uh. Yeah, this is Steven Enninger calling in. All right. So. Hey, is, Steven, uh, is this the first time you've called into Mountain Bike Radio? <laughs> uh, I think that it is, Mitch. I've been on the show <laughs> once, but 
definitely the first time well, uh, first time I've called in. Nice. Yeah, so for you guys who aren't, I imagine most of you are familiar with Steven. He just won the uh, national championships a few weeks back. So thanks for coming on, Steven. What's, uh, what's your take on this, Steven? This whole USAC thing. Um, I know you – go ahead. I think that a lot of people jumped to conclusions this morning and um, without having read up on their information and, and knowing what's going on. And uh, there was a ton of negativity that got thrown out there, and it doesn't do us any good. It just creates a deeper divide that we're trying to trying to close anyways. It just makes that worse. And, um, you know, people are just so quick to react and so quick to judge right now. And um, people really need to do their homework before they post things like what MBA posted this morning. Well, I think, um, you know, and, and actually I was one of the guys who post, reposted that. And part of the reason I posted it was to get conversations like this this going to where we're talking, where we get used to guys like yourself online and, and talking um, in a, in a I, I guess you could, I would call it in a constructive way. Uh, constructive criticism, I guess, is the best way to put it. And, you know, talking about this and building, a, you know, what, what can we do to get this better? You know, what are, you, you talked about how a lot of people were talking negatively well, do you feel that some of the points they made were were uh, well backed? Obviously, I know some of it's not because you said it was, a lot of it's negative. But is there anything that we what can we do as a you know cycling community to make it better and, and to is USAC doing everything that they need to be doing to help with the with cycling community? What's your take on that? Um. So yeah, I, I saw that you reposted that. Um, and, and I do think that the conversation does need to happen, and it needs to be, you know, there needs to be constructive criticism. The people at USA Cycling are certainly not infallible. Um, and we need to have these conversations, and we need to, you know, vet people who are interested in, you know, being part of the solution um, and, and making sure those voices are heard. Um, but just bland accusations like, some people have been doing today um, over the past 24 hours really just don't get us anymore. It's great that we have this conversation going, but this conversation started in an extremely uh, poor way with mountain bike action misleading. At the very least, they misled a bunch of people into, saying, into thinking USA Cycling purposely didn't send Jeremiah Bishop to Worlds, which is false. If you want to say they should have asked him to go, I can maybe understand that. But they, but the way they, they started this whole conversation was was getting everyone to believe that, oh man, USA Cycling hates Showair. They hate everyone involved with the team Showair. So they're not. They so JRMI Bishop should have gone to Worlds, but they're not taking him. That's not what happened at all. Yeah, I just like to make sure that this latest scandal, people realize how not a scandal it is, I think. Well, do, <laughs> we do you guys have a let debate me, about the, the I, larger issues in our sport, but this latest world selection thing is totally moot. Okay. Can so, I say something uh, here? Is that, yeah, Jason, um, go ahead. I think that um, if people want to question the process, that's fine. Um, if, But to do it in a way – you know, if people want to question what's going on at USA Cycling, if they want to question the world selection process, we can do that. We can have that conversation. But to bring it up in this manner doesn't doesn't create a conversation. It just makes people angry. And 
deepens a problem we are already find ourselves with. And to be fair to be fair to USA Cycling, their selection criteria is 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 really uh, clear, and it's it's actually fairly easy to make the U.S. World Team compared to a lot of other teams. Uh, I have the Canada Cycling Association um, qualifications up. Uh, they can probably, I think they should be able to send a, a team at least six people, if not seven. They only send four riders, um, and they don't have any like hard criteria like, oh, if you place, you know, um, you place here, 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 you're on the team. Where USA Cycling has clear criteria: if you place this well in a World Cup or you're this high in the overall standings, uh, you automatically go, and we pay for it. Uh, same with Great Britain. Great Britain this year is not taking any elite mountain bike, um, any, any, yeah, elite XCO athletes. Um, and their, their criteria is completely discretional and there's no hard, you know, you place this and you, you go to worlds. Uh, I know Belgium is taking one elite, uh, XCO athlete. Um, I haven't, other team lists uh, I think Australia uh, except for Australia and I think they're maybe taking two okay. or possibly three guys it, so U.S. actually no, like normally takes a lot of people there's six of us went to Worlds last year uh, myself Stephen and Colin being three of them uh, so it's not like USA Cycling is trying to shut people out of Worlds they actually make it easier to go to Worlds than most national federations Okay. Well, let me ask you this, you guys. Oh, hold on, guys. One sec. Sure. One second. Let me let me break in. Sorry. Um, so this is the halfway point. I just wanted to mention this is you know this is the dirt presented by Pro Gold, and uh, we actually have another caller on too. So let me bring on the next caller, Jason. Then we'll let you kick back in. So sure. one second. Sorry. So um, caller, you are on, and let um, Jason. Let's go ahead and bring you back on, and then um, uh, caller, you can. Who is this? Called it. Who just called in? Sorry. Hey guys, this is this is Scott Tedrow. Oh, hey Scott. Hey, um, let me let me let Jason uh, kick in. I, I'm hoping. Have you been listening to the show recently? Unfortunately, I've only heard about the last three minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm actually in Ottawa, Ontario, but I haven't heard the last few minutes. Okay, let me let me uh, get Jason back on. He was just about to mention something, and then, and then Scott, you can come right back on and and you know, come on. Thanks for coming on. Jason, go ahead. Yeah, quick question. Um, so you guys that are on the uh, the national team, the world's team selected, who is the uh, national coach right now that's actually handling, handling and the director that's handling your guys' team? Do you know? Mark Ellison. So, but, okay, now that's kind of going to be my point right here. One of the disconnects that happens on the team is that we actually don't have an on-the-ground coach handling you know, schematics, handling different things at USA Cycling. We have heads of state, but we don't have people that are actually athletic people handling all that stuff that, you know, so maybe in the, somewhere in the uh, beginning of the selection process I, I, we could I, have... Hold on, hold on. What do you mean, like, Mark? Mark's at the World Cup now. He was at the Vermont Pro XCT last weekend. He goes, he's been at, uh, at, I think, three of the previous World Cups, and there only being four before this. Um, yeah, no, no. I know, Mark's, Mark's good, and I and I appreciate what Mark does. What I'm saying is kind of like, um, instead of Mark, Mark has a has a whole different capacity at is you know he's the athletic director at USA Cycling. So having maybe a, a mountain bike coach 
in place that's in charge of the national team and that's his sole job so that maybe he can track talent in the United States. So maybe someone who like Jeremiah Bishop who 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 may have been a better selection or, you know, what have you, may have placed higher, gotten a call. I know for myself, I mean I do a lot of scouting, I do a lot of recruiting and stuff for our team and for different companies and that's what I do. You know, so I want to send the best team. I want to go out and recruit the best people. You know what I mean? So hey, I don't depend on the athletes to contact me if I want to win. Jason, I've had yeah. this conversation with, with Mark Gullickson quite a few times, um, and it's just a budgetary thing. He does not have the capacity or the money to hire uh, support staff to help him identify talent. It's something that right. he really, really wants to do. But right. Hey, hey, guys, let me know what I can I'll, – I'll be quiet. You let me know when I can speak because I'm going to need a few minutes. Okay, uh, go go ahead, Stephen. Finish okay. yours, and then then we'll bring Scott on right for this. First of all, I want to say. Hold on, go ahead, uh, Scott. Let me let's let's let Stephen finish what he was saying, and then we'll bring. Yeah, you go on. ahead, Stephen. Right for that. Okay, thanks, Scott. Um, like I said, I've I've talked to Mark about this. They want to do something like that, but to have somebody in each portion of the country doing talent identification is just beyond what their capacity financially is, as I understand it. Um, okay. We've had that conversation. For, Having somebody like you who could contact Mark and say, this kid is writing well and this kid is not writing well and so on, that would be great. And that would make this whole process for younger people and the, the development process phenomenal. Right. Okay. I understand. So that's, right, that's well, some good ideas. Uh, so, Go ahead, Scott. So if I could have just a few minutes. Um, first of all, I want to say it's conversations like this that are fantastic and amazing. This is what's great about this country and it's great about our sport. Uh, Stephen, congratulations on having a great race at the Nationals and really coming on strong. Really excited for you and, and for the country. Uh, I also want to say, too, and I want to say this publicly, it was with a very heavy heart, the stance that I took with USA Cycling. And I will say, you know, there's a lot of people that have information and knowledge and, and work. I think I'm a pretty good authority on working with USA Cycling for the last several years. I don't know a lot about cycling and the history and things like that. I started riding bikes in 2004. However, I took over the National Mountain Bike uh, Series, NMBS, in 2007, 2008. Uh, I was asked by USA Cycling. I was asked to fly to USA Cycling multiple times. I've been – what I will tell you, and Mark Gullickson is a great human being, and Micah Rice is a great human being, and these guys are all good people. But they had no problem picking up the phone whenever they needed money from me. They had no problem picking up the phone when they wanted me to inscript UCI events. They had no problem picking up the phone when they wanted my riders to go and race events, or they wanted us to chase the pro XCTs, or they wanted support from, for the whiskey, or they wanted money from me for the whiskey to pay Todd Sadow to inscript the race. So I, I hear what you're saying. But I will say that that's their job. And, and Mr. Gullickson says he doesn't have the budget and he doesn't have the process. I disagree. The whole idea of the Pro XCT was to create the system which would make it very easy for not only USA Cycling but the nation to know who the top riders were. Pretty easy to look at the results. Pretty easy to look at the series. Pretty easy to identify. They also have their national mountain bike series and the and the the uh, marathons, <clears throat> and they also have their own ranking system. So 
So, and I do want to say a couple other things, and then I'll show. Let me let me just continue so that I don't get off track and forget. And I also have to be in an event at four o'clock, so I apologize. I agree with you. Jeremiah Bishop did not send in a petition. I agree with you. It's fairly easy. Well, I won't say it's easy. Kind of complicated, but it is on their website, and it's and and every pro should know the petition process. I have no issue with that whatsoever. And I did not make this an issue. I did not bring this to anybody's attention. Mountain Bike Action contacted me and forwarded me their article and their tweet. I agree with what, with, with what they're saying from the standpoint that it's USA Cycling's job to put forth the best possible riders to promote cycling and to get world points and to qualify riders for the Olympics. In fact, they beat me to death with the Olympic model. They have used that argument over and over and over again over the years to get money out of me and to get me to, to promote UCI racing races because of the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics. And then they're not doing, in my opinion, their very best job to qualify the most riders for the Olympics. In fact, our rankings have slipped and slipped and slipped. Uh, so to me, when, when I'm putting up the money and when I'm doing things to follow them and when I'm trying to help them and they're not helping themselves and they're not helping the riders, that's a big problem. I will also state that they're not paying for anybody to go to these things. Uh, I don't know if they're giving you any money, Stephen. They may, but I think uh, that Colin or, or Mitchell, who went down to the Pan American Games, had to pay on their own. And when they've asked us in the past to send Monique to Worlds, we or, or or our riders to world we've had to pay in the past and i want to make one more statement in 2011 when none of the other riders were available to go over and pre-ride the olympic course be involved with the design and, and critique of the olympic course uh map out the olympic course they reached out to jeremiah bishop and intern cannondale and asked him if he would go cannondale put up the money and sent him he pre-rode the course. He did all of the work for them. He was the fastest rider on the the uh, fastest American on the the staging for the course. He went to all the World Cups and he was snubbed for Olympic selection. So I just see a pattern here, and it, a lot of it. I wish it would be a very black and white because then it takes the emotions out. But they have the ability to play the game the way they want, and and you know what? That's I, fine. <clears throat> but at some point, they need to be held accountable. And, and that's why I'm taking my stance. I would like nothing better to sh than support my federation. I would like nothing better to pour money into it. I'm a very proud American, and, and I would love to be proud of them. But I don't see them doing the right things. And they tell me things completely contradictory to what they follow through on. And it's happened continually over the last several years. And now, unfortunately, I have to be an SOB, and I have to cause, you know, to, to step up now. And I will, and I will bring more evidence in the future uh, about the rule for enforcing the rule 210, whatever, 0 .09, that it was something that they pursued. So with that, I'll shut up. All right. Uh, yeah. I would hope, Scott, go, go I hope you stick around because we're hoping to have a conversation and not all of us, or not, you know, you or me, like, uh, just saying what we think. Like, I, I hope that you stick around so we can all talk. I'll stick around as long as I can, and I was asked right. to, to come on to give you guys the first 20 minutes, so I will I will stay on as long as possible. 
Okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up to you, I just found up on, on Facebook. I had someone who mentioned it to me. Is that on Jeremiah's page, he actually, so we can actually clarify what he said. He says, for the record, I did not petition to race world championships, but in the past I have been asked to attend priority at races like Pan Am's. The important issue is that if USAC cared about its performance at world championships, they would ask Monique uh, Puamada and other top riders to go. The last I checked, USAC's ranking was 16 just behind Poland and sliding fast, exclamation point. No riders at the last World Cup, in, in, uh, in talking about the U.S., and 81st, uh, our highest-ranking rider, really, is what he says at the end. So I just wanted to point that out because that is what, that's just clarifying what Jeremiah said in his opinion, since this is pretty much what the show started off with. So I'll let someone else get in now. Um, sorry, that was I mean, I think that's a bold critique to say when you yourself weren't at that World Cup. Um, or any international events, for that matter. When and when Jeremiah hasn't gone to any World Cups this year. That's because the team decided to send Max Plaxton, who finished twice on the podium and is the highest finished uh, North American rider this year, which uh, you know has not been Nobody celebrated. Nobody doubts that Plaxton is best. This is Stephen um, here, but, and... But he has, I'm, in the, I'm in the exact same position as Jeremiah here. My team has chosen not to send me to the World Cups this year. This this weekend in Quebec will be my first World Cup because for them it didn't make sense. Um, when we have so, people that can ride at the top five at the World Cup, it doesn't make sense to send me um, to try to push for a top 20 at the World Cup. So what so you're saying, Steve? This is where he's coming from in that perspective. Thank you. I agree. It, it was a priority. A Which rider was better suited from the team? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot, a lot of but times I think I will say we went to every single Pro XCT and we brought the motorhome, we brought we brought the entire show to every Pro XCT as a show of support for USA Cycling and their highest level series in America. You know what though, guys? If I was the coach of the U.S. national team and I was expecting to put some results out, I would have personally talked to JB and I would have asked him if he would go to Worlds so that we can build up our points, so we can have more slots. So we can do our thing, but I would pay for it. I would I would do all the things necessary to get my best athletes on the world stage and moving towards an Olympic berth, as many slots in worlds and, and Olympics as possible. And we're not getting here, that connect through SSI. Yeah. And, and, that's, and by that's the way, this is Stephen again. Mr. Ettinger, Mr. Ettinger, by the way, I want to say one thing. If you have any trouble getting, if you have any trouble getting there financially, as a show of support for you, what you're doing and your your efforts to go, I'll be more than happy to, to assist you uh, to get over there. And feel free to contact me because I, I'm very excited about how you're riding. You should be there. You earned it. And if you have any difficulties, I will be more than happy to help. Well, I, I really appreciate that, Scott. That, that means a lot to have the support. The support has been incredible, um, particularly coming from you. But, um, you know, even as the national champion this year, I'm. I was able to qualify automatically for ground um, to have my ground be paid for, which includes my hotel and um, my lodging and, and race entry fee and that kind of thing in Peter Maritzburg. But USA Cycling doesn't have the money to even pay for my flight down there. That's something that my team had to pick up um, as an agreement for having me down there. Um, and why so, don't they? That's what I don't understand. They have fifteen thousand registered mountain bike. Uh, licensees, why don't they have the money to send a couple of riders 
there's a problem there. When Steve Johnson will authorize 250,000 euros for a chalet for the junior road team and he can't pay for your ticket, that's why I'm angry. Steve, it's, it's, Scott, I think that money is coming from a different pocket, though. The, the U.S. Development Foundation, is totally which funds all of the national team, junior and U23 national team stuff, that comes out of a totally different set of money than the well, monies that are used to pay for world championships and that kind of thing. That's, well, and they need to reallocate but, money. That's, and you know what? I would have been more. I would have been more than happy. Wait a minute. I would have been more than happy to put up the money to send all of them, all of you there, if they would, if they would ask. But they're very selective on what they ask. They like the fact that you guys are struggling. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's power in that. They like it. What do you, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think they like seeing us struggle. I think mountain biking is a tough sport to monetize. Um, you know, people don't watch mountain biking on TV, and and it's tough. It's a tough game to make it in. Uh, but I don't think USA Cycling likes watching. Like, let, watching let me tell you sports. a fact. Let, let me tell you something interesting. When I, when I took over the NMBS and when I ran the ProXET, when I helped them invent it, when I ran it, you know what their biggest concern was? They battered me over and over again to change the name from U.S. Cup Mountain Bike Racing to U.S. Cup Mountain Bike Event Management because they felt that my name, U.S. Cup Racing, competed with them. That was their priority. So, you know, going back to... So if I wanted, if I wanted to run the Pro XCT, I had to change the name from U.S. Cup Mountain Bike Racing to U.S. Cup Event Management. The priorities are messed up. Well, how does that say that they want to watch us, watch mountain bike racers struggle? I mean, that's... I'm sure that's kind of weird. <clears throat> I agree with you, but... Well, to go I'll back tell you what, what I don't think they said, should like, pay for everybody well, well, because I don't think they should pay for everybody. And I know that in this sport and in every sport, everybody's got their hands out. My question is, if the worlds are the highest level of representation for the country, they can make that one event a priority. We're talking maybe $5,000, $10,000 allocated to pay for the, the four or five riders that need to go there. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're talking wow. about a small amount. I can tell you that to fly someone down there uh, costs at least eighteen hundred dollars. Well, so, hey, you're well, right, Mitch. Let me, I, I, and, well, so shouldn't they? The, should, shouldn't they? Sorry, shouldn't they? Um, you know, I'm gonna have to close out, guys, in a minute. But uh, one last, we've got two two and a half minutes left. I, you know, I feel like maybe what we're getting at is maybe the budget needs to be adjusted a little bit. That's what it sounds like to me, allocating more money to different areas from USA Cycling. Is that, is that what we're getting at here? Because it sounds like there's read, not... Read, read, Bishop's, read Bishop's complete uh, letter to me. They earn money from the performances at the World Cups. They get, they get sponsorship dollars. So, yes, I think that we need to look at where the money's going or... They need to be just a little more humble and come to people like me and others that would be willing to put up money for it. If they would okay. go online or send a letter and say, help send our great young athletes to the world, please donate. Real quick, we will you guys, put a, a, yeah. real quick, you know what, even deeper than that, rather than you know being sustainable and not having to come to people like Scott Tedrow, 
but be entertaining in a business model so that people like myself who promote races, we can actually be sanctioning through USA Cycling. They can incorporate more and more promoters, more and more racers, bolster their funds, give us a good product, give us something that we want to go to, give us something that we want to be proud of, and then they're going to have enough money coming from mountain biking to invest in mountain biking. But at the time, the product isn't worth it. Okay, Chris. In this we're country, next, in this country, it's never going to be a, a big spectator sport. Not in this country, but it's a huge participatory sport, and that's okay. Okay, okay Scott. But right now, we're losing guys, all of our all of our okay. promoters because guys, we're gonna have to cut it. You know, that's, it's the, not in shows. So. The show's going to have to end. Sorry, guys. Uh, this is The Dirt again with, with Drew Etzel, uh, presented by ProGoal. Thanks again, every guys, for coming on. Uh, enjoyed the show. Enjoyed having you guys all on. And um, you know, hopefully we'll have some more discussions like this in the future. Um, thanks again Good for coming on, guys. Good luck to you all, guys. Good okay. luck to everybody. Thanks, Drew. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Drew. Drew.